This episode of the Oz Movie Geek podcast is sponsored by Kix. Kix is an online film and television retailer specializing in the latest Sony, Universal, and Paramount films and television shows. You can use the exclusive code OZGEEK15 to receive 15% off your order. Thank you to the wonderful team at Kix. Now to the review. Hello and welcome to the latest episode in the Oz Movie Geek podcast. I'm your host, Pado. Today I'll be covering uh, David Bruckner's follow-up to his film, uh, The Ritual, which was one of my favourite films of 2017. Uh, and his new film, The Night House, has struck me in a very unusual way. I really loved The Ritual. Like I said, it was one of my favourite films of 2017. And as a director, David Bruckner is actually quite talented, uh, very well-versed filmmaker in terms of capturing emotional drama. His films are like human tragedy films, but done in a way that is very realistic and grounded, but set to, uh, you know, a supernatural or an otherworldly uh, backdrop, which is what The Night House does. And I was incredibly impressed with this film. And dare I say, it might be my favourite film of 2021. I really love this film. I found it to be really engaging, uh, really heartfelt in a very uh, nuanced way. Rebecca Hall is fantastic. And yeah, I just really love the film. I won't get into the actual twist at the end of the film because it caught me off guard. And not enough people have actually checked this film out. So I don't want to spoil that for anyone. But yeah, this is a film that you definitely need to check out. So this review will remain spoiler free. So uh, yeah, don't need to worry about me giving away anything here. But I think that's all the introduction I really need to give for this one. So let's get stuck into it. Take it away, trailer. Do you guys believe in ghosts? I think there's something in my house. My husband took the boat out on the lake. He took a, a handgun that I didn't even know that we owned and... Did he leave a note? He did. You were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. You said you were safe? Safe from what? And then over here we have, uh, my husband. You know that we're paying people to do that, right? You don't have to do it all yourself. Owen? Everybody has secrets. It's our house. But backwards. What the hell was he doing?
So The Night House was directed by David Bruckner and written by Ben Collins and Luke Petrovsky uh, and stars Rebecca Hall, Sarah Goldberg, uh, Vondi Curtis-Hall and Evan Joel and Keat. I want to say that's how you say his name and I hope so. Uh, the film essentially follows a widow who begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. Um, that's the film on a surface level. So Rebecca Hall plays Beth, uh, who's essentially lost her husband, who's committed suicide. And she's uncovering these things about her husband, doesn't really know what's going on. She's found these plans to a house that was being built somewhere around the lake where they lived, a very secluded location. Um, There's just her uh, and her husband, Owen, who lived there, as well as Mel, um, played by Vondi Curtis-Hall, who's living also around the lake. Uh, and he mentioned that he thought that his, uh, her husband was having an affair. He didn't want to say anything because their relationship looked like it was strong. Um, but there's obviously undercurrents of other things going on here. So Rebecca Hall's character, Beth, uh, suffers from depression. Uh, and she didn't see any signs in her husband to say that he was going through anything similar. Uh, she said she looked for the signs, didn't really know and she said she was more concerned about herself during that time because her she was suffering. Um, and there's a lot of that in this film. Like I said, it's, it is it is a drama more so than it is a horror film. And if you saw David Bruckner's previous film, uh, The Ritual, you'll know that that film was coming to terms with um, forgiving yourself uh, after a tragedy, essentially. Um there's similarities in regards to the way that the drama is presented in both films. The Ritual's a very beautiful film in the sense of the way that it was shot and the way it's filmed. Rafe Spall carries a lot of the weight in that film because his performance is so fantastic and that's present here as well. Rebecca Hall is brilliant in this film. Uh, One of my favourite performances, if not my favourite performance of the year. She's brilliant. She's one of the best actresses working in Hollywood and we don't see her in enough of these types of roles. They tried to put her down the blockbuster route, but it didn't really work out because she's not that type of actress. She's very nuanced in her performance here where she's dealing with a lot of tragedy and a lot of heartbreak, but the way that the film handles it is done so in a very different way. Uh, I really liked the way her character's handled. She feels very real, and um, it's done in a way where it feels realistic to the storyline we are uncovering secrets along with her. So the audience is sort of in her shoes for most of the film. The film doesn't really delve into its horror elements as much. There's sort of like this weird supernatural element going on where you don't know if she's being transported potentially to another dimension or she's in an alternate reality. We don't really know what's going on at nighttime. Uh, But the way that the film does handle these themes is done so in a very creative manner. I really liked the way that the film did handle this... um, I, I don't want to say, like, the the general storyline as such. It, it, it's the way it handles its themes. It, it's very allegorical. Like I said, there's some things going on under the surface. We know that there's um, some metaphors with the way that the house is presented as well as her reaction to what's going on. It, it's very well done, and that goes down to Bruckner's direction. Um 
there's similarities with this film and a film I reviewed last year called You Should Have Left. And I did say I quite enjoyed uh, You Should Have Left. Very basic thriller, but it was done in a way where it felt... Um, I, I want to say unique because uh, at the time it was quite unique. It, it, it's a basic, you know, haunted house kind of thriller, but what's going on in the house sort of has that connotation of what's going on in this film too. But You Should Have Left wasn't nearly as thoughtful or um, well done as what The Night House is. The Night House definitely has more layers, but there is a similarity between both films. So if you really liked You Should Have Left, I think you might find something here that you'll enjoy as well. Um, the disturbing secrets that are sort of uncovered as the story goes on do elevate the third act of the film. It starts to not meander in the second act, but you're starting to wonder, you know, what what's this obsession? What's going to happen? And whilst I was still loving the film, I was kind of concerned. I was like, if this payoff isn't as good as what this setup is, then I will have a bit of an issue. But the payoff feels very much an extension of her investigation of what's going on. Uh, she's finding photos of women who look very similar to her uh, on her husband's laptop. And you're just thinking, what is going on here? I, I really want to know what's the secret behind this whole scenario. Like it feels very important, but it ends up being important just the way that it's handled. And I, I really love Bruckner as a filmmaker. He's currently penned to direct a, I think he's actually finished principal photography on this, uh, but a Hellraiser reboot, which concerns me because the Hellraiser franchise is one of the worst, I think, out of the horror genre. The first film is legitimately good and Hellbound's a quite a decent sequel, but the franchise just dips in quality. Uh, whilst his direction is very strong and I think uh, Hellraiser lends itself to having some of those themes that I've talked about with The Nighthouse and The Ritual, but I just don't want to see a director wasted when he's coming up with these fantastic ideas. Um, whilst he didn't write this film, uh, he definitely understands these more thoughtful, dramatic horror films. So I don't want to see his talents wasted on a Hellraiser film if the Hellraiser film isn't up to par. But I really did enjoy this film. Um, the supporting cast are quite good. Sarah Goldberg, who's in Barry, which is one of my favourite TV shows at the moment. If you haven't seen Barry, she's really good, but the show in general is just fantastic. Um, she's really good. She plays the concerned friend. Uh, she does what she can do with the concerned friend role, but I did like their relationship. Uh, there's some back and forth at the start of the film that's a bit of fun, uh, a bit of dark humour thrown in there, which I enjoyed. It just made the characters feel more realistic and it was realistic dialogue too. A lot of the time, some of the dialogue can feel very forced and uh, doesn't really feel that it elevates any of the material where the way that this film is written, I felt like I was getting something out of it. It just felt very nuanced. I've said this word a few times now, but it did feel very nuanced to the rest of the story and I really did appreciate that. I really liked the look of the film. It's a very sleek looking film it, it just elevates the actual story it, it, it the film is set amongst a house uh, a couple of other locations but predominantly in this house uh, and the way that alicia christian uh does lens the film it, it just looks really really good uh, i don't know of many other films that uh, she's done i'm looking at her filmography now 
Um, as far as a cinematographer, this is her breakout, and she's really, really good here. Uh, she's worked in a lot of editorial and camera departments before, so uh, coming off predominantly video games looking at this, which is quite fascinating. Um, but she does such a good job. It's such a, a good-looking film, just these long, wide shots. Uh, the film doesn't rely on jump scares. There is a jump scare in the film, but uh, it works in, in relation to the story, and there's not too much spooky going on outside of that. Definitely some supernatural elements, which lends itself to that whole theme of um, discovery, which I think is what the film is predominantly about. Uh, whilst also letting go, but the way that the film deals with those supernatural elements, it just feels like it is... I, I guess it is working in terms of the way that the film presents these themes, if that makes sense. Like, it it doesn't feel that the themes are completely unnecessary. They definitely work with the story, um, and that supernatural element is the, the crux of it all, um, providing our character with this way of learning about her husband's past and uh, what he got up to in relation to the rest of the story, which is interesting and it's really thoughtfully put, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, like I, I really just enjoyed this film and I can't really get into too much because I don't want to spoil the film for everyone. Um, I didn't know a great deal heading into the film. I watched the trailer when it first came out, which is nearly 18 months ago, so... I wasn't really thinking too much of it. This is one of the Fox films that got uh, shelved during that period where they were going to do all these releases last year to get rid of the the slate, essentially wipe the slate clean. And all three films I have thoroughly enjoyed, uh, the horror films, I mean. Uh, we've got this, uh, The Empty Man, which I praised earlier this year, and Antlers, all three films are fantastic and three of the best horror films of the year, which is shocking to me. I wasn't expecting that, but I'm very happy that all three films are as good as what they are. Like, they all lend themselves to some fantastic uh, premises and some really good filmmaking on display, which is really, really good. Uh, it, it's nice to know that studios are still producing this kind of quality output because a lot of the horror genre more recently has been a little iffy especially on the studio level the independent horrors picked up its game again which is really good but some of the studio output especially like the conjuring three this year and just you know a, a lot of those bigger studio films i enjoy malignant but conjuring three was really quite subpar it wasn't a very good film at all and these films just feel like they're showing you that you can have a director behind the scenes give the director what they want to do. Like, look at The Empty Man. That film was completely um, what the director's vision was and Antlers feels like a, a Scott Cooper production where it feels like his vision being brought to life. And then you have, as well, The Nighthouse, which feels like Bruckner's vision. Um, all, all three films are really, really good. If I had to rank them, uh, The Nighthouse is probably my favourite now. Antlers are very close second and The Empty Man third. All three films are fantastic though and worth your time. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give The Night House a 9 out of 10. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. One of the best films I've seen this year. I really loved Rebecca Hall in it. I think she elevates the material, but Bruckner's direction here is just brilliant. Uh, he's definitely a voice in horror. I'm looking forward to seeing more of. The Ritual was fantastic and now The Night House is even better. So I can't wait to see what he does 
again in the genre because he's just really, really good. Um, but yeah, that brings this review to a close, guys. It's a bit of a shorter one, but I don't want to spoil anything with this film because, like I said, I didn't really know a great deal heading into it, so I don't really want to take that away from you guys as well. Just go and check it out. It's a really, really good film. Uh, the is a really good video by Foundflix who does an ending explain, just breaking down plot elements, uh, which did not really help my viewing of the film because I already really enjoyed it without seeing that video, but the video does answer a few little loose ends that I have myself with just tying up the rest of the plot, which was really good. But the horror genre in general at the moment is in pretty good hands. Most of the recent releases have been quite good. A few terrible ones like The Conjuring 3, but there's been some really good output recently, especially by Fox, which is the biggest surprise. Um, I guess another three films that were done by Fox that were sold off to Netflix were the Fear Street films, which were more a bit of tongue-in-cheek and a bit more fun, but still really solid films. So I've really just been enjoying this horror output. It's been really, really good. Uh, but yeah, this brings this review to a close, guys. So thank you all for listening. Make sure you check out my other reviews. Um, wrapping up the season, uh, only got a couple more reviews to come at you um, before Christmas or after Christmas, depending on when you're listening to it. But been really enjoying uh, getting around to these films for you guys. Uh, so make sure you check out those reviews. Make sure you rate and uh, like and subscribe to the podcast down below. Share it with your friends. Uh, always love when I have new listeners come aboard. Uh, make sure you also uh, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at OzMovieGeek. Um, you can also send me an email if you have any film suggestions to OzMovieGeek at gmail.com. That's OzMovieGeek at gmail.com. Really appreciate your support, guys, and I'm looking forward to getting more new content at you shortly. It's really good to be back in the cinema, so really keen to go and see some more new releases for you guys. But until next time, guys, peace out. Thank you.